Be prepared for offensive language throughout adult and sexual themes. Queer as Pop, episode 11. Welcome. Special shout out to all the new listeners. Thank you so much for subscribing. This week's episode, I want to talk about this so-called biphobia, which is some kind of phobia against bisexual people. But first, I'm going to do a quick rundown on this week's hot topics. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for... Ryan Murphy has a new dance musical television series called Pose, which is set in 1986 and centers around the ball culture of New York. Think of it as an extended Paris is Burning. It really looks incredible, you guys. As a fan of the balls and the dancing and the voguing, I can't wait for it. The first season, which consists of eight episodes, will premiere on June 3rd on FX. For so much of my life, I've just felt like I couldn't truly be myself. I didn't know if I was going to be accepted in the regular world, so I decided to go somewhere where I felt like I fit in. There's so much you can say about the ballroom scene, but simply, it's just a way of life. The ballroom is about us. We took dance from mainstream and posing in magazines and created Vogue. It's a place you can live out a fantasy that you never lived before. At the core of it, it's community. It's about being alone and then finding people that are just like you. I'm able to be true to myself in a space where that's celebrated. That makes me feel beautiful. Give them some music. It's about determination. You have to step out onto that runway like you own everything. This is something that you've never seen before. You walk in there and you're gonna see a party. We're here to dominate. Kanye West has finally lost it. After weeks of posting stupid shit online and releasing stupid clickbait music, it finally happened. We are finally seeing how ignorant Kanye really is. Oh wow. Kanye went on an interview at the TMC headquarters where for almost an hour tried to make a case for his insanity. He admitted that he was addicted to opioids after he got a... You know what? Why don't you listen for yourself? I was drugged out. I was on opioids. Two days after I got off of opioids, and I was addicted to opioids, two days I got off of opioids, I'm, I'm in the hospital, right? I'm taking two, hey, everyone listen to this, please. Two days before I was in the hospital, I was on opioids. I was addicted to opioids. I had plastic surgery because I was trying to look good for y'all. I got liposuction. Because I didn't want y'all to call me fat like y'all called Rob at the wedding and made him fly home before me and Kim got married. I didn't want y'all to call me fat, so I got liposuction, right? And they gave me opioids, right? And I started taking two of them and then driving to work on the opioids, right? Then my boy, and I'd always ask my boy, uh, 
you know, to, to hand me if it's, uh, you know, we on tour, give me some weed, blah, blah, blah. So he had to go give me the opioids. And there was talks amongst my camp, like, yeah, he's popping, yeah, he's popping pills, right? So when he handed it to me, this to me, he said, you know this is used to kill genius, right? So I didn't take it. Two days later, I'm in a hospital. I was taking two pills a day at that time. When I left the hospital, how many pills you think I was given? Seven. I went from taking two pills to taking seven. So the reason why I denounced, why I dropped those tweets and everything, because I was drugged the fuck out, bro. And I'm not drugged out. This, these pills that they want me to take three of a day, I take one a week, maybe two a week. Y'all had me scared of myself, of my vision. So I took some pills so I wouldn't go to hospital and prove everyone right. And then he made the remark that would stay in people's minds forever. When you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. <laughs> like, you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all? Not on my watch. This is wrong on so many levels. Not because he doesn't have the right to believe or say that nonsense, but because you have to look at the facts in history. Not going to give a history lesson about slavery right now, but they truly were slaves because they really had no other choice. They were born into it. Either they obeyed the masters and the owners, or they were killed. It really was a matter of life or death for them. Whoopi Goldberg at The View said it best. Kanye, look, there are... There were laws that were put in place that said we were less than human. And so when you have laws that say you're less than human, they don't let you in a room. They don't let you in a door. You are meant to live in a different way, like an animal oftentimes. So you have to keep in mind that, you know, as we come around and fix these laws and say, listen, it's not okay for you to tell me I can't vote. I'm going to fight. And white folks got on board and everybody got on board and said, this is not okay. We're all American citizens. We should all be able to vote. So that was a change. You change the laws, you change the mentality, but you can't can't pretend like people are just saying, I'm gonna stay here because this feels, this feels really comfortable for me. Obviously, all this rant was broadcasted and people are truly done with Kanye and with good reason. Once you say slavery was a choice, you don't fuck your legacy forever. Kanye lives in a world of luxury so he wouldn't know what minorities in the world really struggle with. It's not a mentality, it's a fact. Thankfully, a TMC employee really put him on his place. The rest of us in society have to deal with these threats to our lives. We have to deal with the marginalization that has come from the 400 years of slavery that you said for our people was a choice. Frankly, I'm disappointed, I'm appalled, and brother, I am unbelievably hurt by the fact that you have morphed into something to me, that's not real. This Kanye mess is over. Go sell your album and shut the fuck up. Or why not? Read a damn book, you ignorant Kardashian slave. Christina Aguilera is back. She has released her new single called Accelerate, featuring T Dollar Sign and Two Chains with a really suggestive video with lots of fluids. And I think she's hinting in that video that she likes vaginas. 
Maybe she's bisexual now. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe, Maybe it's, it's clinical depression. depression. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, depression is not just for the rich and famous. It's also for you poor sluts out there, too. After six years without releasing an album since Lotus, she is finally going to drop Liberation, which consists of 15 songs with collaborations with Demi Lovato, Kaeda, and Shinsia. I'm so happy that she's finally releasing something. Her poor fans have been through hell this past six years with her hinting her return every fucking year and then nothing. Also, the boys sucked the life out of her career and she would only do tribute after tribute. Oh, the poor Whitney Houston tribute. Oh God, what a mess. Finally, she is back in her senses, her Botox has settled in her face, she still has the voice of the generation, and let's see how hard she flops this time, because she couldn't pick the worst producer for her new single, and the worst month to release it. Yes, people, Kanye is involved in the production of her new album. So, good luck, Extina. Stay tuned because she has just announced the Liberation Tour, which be her first tour since 2006. Her new album, Liberation, is going to be released on June 15. You can pre-order the album now and get her new single instantly. Do y'all remember Kelly's? Jazz girl. Well, her milkshake not only brings boys to the yard, it also brings them with a punch in the face. Kelly's has revealed that her ex-husband, rapper Nas, used to be abusive towards her. Jazz girl, physical and all. Here's a little bit from her Hollywood Unlocked interview. It was really dark, like, you know, there was a lot of drinking, there was a lot of just mental and physical abuse. Did he hit me? Mm-hmm. Did I hit him back? Mm-hmm. Reminded me of Rihanna. I remember so clearly when the pictures came out. Seeing her, the way she looked, and then looking at myself, I was embarrassed. I was appalled, I was embarrassed. I had bruises all over my body at that time. I've never complained about more money, ever. Eight grand's never been enough, don't care. Now that you wanna freaking like drag my name through the mud, disrupt the peace in my household, freaking put my kid through stress, his eczema's flaring up, it's a disaster. I'm like, yes, now you should pay what you should pay. She said that when she saw the whole Rihanna Chris Brown thing, it was the moment she realized she had to end her marriage. What a fucking horrible way to divorce. Also, they have a child together, so you can imagine all the fighting the poor kid had to see. I'm glad she left him. Please, you guys, don't be in this kind of abusive relationships. I come from a peaceful family where there's a lot of divorces, but not a lot of bruises. And I would rather be alone than to be with a beater. Take care, people. Talking about Rihanna, she has revealed that after dating on and off for a couple of years, she is no longer friends with Drake. 
or in other words, she ain't fucking Drake anymore. Well, she is now dating a billionaire from Saudi Arabia who looks like he can satisfy any woman. I'm talking this guy used to be in a relationship with Naomi Campbell. Oh girl, Naomi ain't playing with small dicks honey. Mm -mm -mm. I have my career. You guys don't. You want what I have. And for me, it's a waste of my time. Hopefully she doesn't end up with him because remember when Janet was with the other billionaire that made her cover up her body? No disrespect to Muslims, but I don't want my Rihanna covered up. I want her Kirby, naked, covered in Fenty makeup and murdering Sia songs. DJ Khaled sat with Breakfast Club for an interview and admitted that he loves to receive oral sex but he won't go down on her wife to return the favor. First of all, why are you talking such personal things? Why people talk about their sex lives with their spouses? That's given the right amount of information for the next person after the divorce. Second of all, honey, if I'm doing something for you, I expect you to do the same thing for me. I don't know if this has some religious context attached, but damn, that's fucked up. Then Angela G asked him if his wife decided to stop giving him oral sex, will he be okay with it? He had the nerve to say that couldn't happen, that wouldn't happen. That she has to because he is the king of the house and he is giving her a house, luxury, stability, food and clothing. It's her duty to return the favor by sucking his dick. Oh wow. <laughs> That's bullshit if you ask me. Totally sexist bullshit. This totally changed the way I look at him and that behind all of this pep talk he's always doing on Instagram and shit. He's another sexist pig like the rest of them. If I was his wife, I would make him sleep on the couch and not give him head for the rest of 2018. Congratulations, you played yourself. This year's Met Gala was held this week. Talking about the Met Gala, Justin Bieber posted a message on Instagram after the event saying, Hey world, that glamorous lifestyle you see portrayed by famous people on Instagram, don't be fooled thinking their life is better than yours. I can promise you it's not. I think Justin is going through a cycle of change and is slowly detaching himself from the Hollywood lifestyle. Yes, he still lives there, but I guess through religion he is finding There's more to life than women, sex, fast cars, drugs, alcohol, and money. Hey, like, shut up, faggot. Like, shut up. I'm not religious, so I call bullshit. If that's what gives him strength, more power to him. I, th I think starting from now, we will see a nicer Justin, like we saw with the whole Britney transformation. I bet he's going to record Christian music and less lascivious music 
back to basics. Good for him because we see what happens when you don't get help in time. Right, Kanye? And now, in some drag race tea. <laughs> the snatch game happened and oh my god, horrible, terrible, underwhelming and sad. Monique Hart did Maxine Waters and it was DISGUSTING! Cameron Michaels did China the Wrestler and it was not bad, but I would love it if she would have done Kim Solsiak. She could totally pull it off. Miss Cracker did Dorothy Parker. I don't even know who that is, but it was not amusing. Asia O'Hara and the Vixen did Beyonce and Blue Ivy, and it was so painful to watch because Asia did a mean, aggressive, and rude Beyonce towards Blue Ivy. Beyonce is not mean. She might not know how to speak and she speaks like a five-year-old, but she is not a rude, mean person. Monet is changed, did Maya Angelou, and it was meh. Erika did Honey Boo Boo, and it was over the top as always. But the winner was Aquaria, with her characterization of Melania Trump. I have not really enjoyed Aquaria this season because she was so overhyped to the point where she was underwhelming. But damn, this episode she killed. They also did a Bette Midler mermaid on wheelchairs inspired runway which Aquaria slayed. Sadly we had to see Monique Hart go. Oh, I'm gonna miss her. And on this week's episode, they did the chair, notarized rusical. Cameron slayed the competition and she won her very first challenge. Sadly, we have to see the vixen go after all the trouble she has had with Erika and the other girls. I'm gonna miss the vixen because I always love a problematic Bitch. Come for her, honey. You can watch RuPaul's Drag Race every Thursday on BH1. You're a dummy, bitch. You will never know shit. Don't nobody want you. Don't nobody need you. Now, on to this week's topic. I came around some thread on Twitter that talk about this topic and this happened to be on the same day my mom told me about how a co-worker of hers was pregnant by a boy who is openly bisexual and how people are reacting. The reactions were not positive and it's obvious since we live in a homophobic society where if you're a man and you don't exclusively like women then something's wrong with you. However, my reaction and what I told my mom about this is if that's the man she chose to have a baby with and she is mature enough to have a baby, then she has to be mature enough to understand if things don't work out and his next relationship is with a man, she has to deal with it. My mom was shocked about it because she didn't see it in that way. but. Sometimes when sexual orientation is involved, you need to get to the point. 
Later that day, I saw this whole thread about how if you say you're not into dating bisexual people, no matter your gender, sexual orientation, religion, or whatever, you are being biphobic. Now, I had to stop there and think for a second because if you think I'm going to say that I agree with that statement, me being part of the LGBTQIA, then you are going to be disappointed. I think this is a horrible way to approach bisexual issues and labeling someone just because they won't date you, it doesn't make sense at all. If we go to the real definition, it says biphobia, aversion toward bisexuality and toward bisexual people as a social group or as individuals. It can take the form of denial that bisexuality is a genuine sexual orientation or of negative stereotypes about people who are bisexual, such as the beliefs that they are promiscuous or dishonest. That's the definition. And I used to be that kind of person who would think bisexual people were promiscuous or afraid to accept their homosexuality. You live and you learn. I don't longer think that. Would I date a bisexual guy? I don't think so. Not because I will think wrongly about them, it's just a preference. A similar issue happens when you are a straight male and you say you wouldn't date a trans woman. All of a sudden you are transphobic if you say so. The same with race. If you say you are not into black or Asian men, you are racist. I get what transgender people have to go through and how it's not their obligation to disclose their former gender or genitals when they meet people for a romantic relationship. However, if a man doesn't want to be with a transgender woman, it doesn't hurt anyone to tell beforehand. That's not transphobia. That's just stating facts. Like if a man wants to marry me, he has to be okay with snoring because I cannot stop it and you cannot complain if I told you beforehand. I'm but not if right now both situations my preference is not that one what I, mean. I shouldn't feel when has shitty about it become discrimination. I'm not saying bisexuals shouldn't feel this way because they have every right to feel left out if people don't want to date them. I get it. But you cannot call it phobia when it's not about picking stereotypes or denying bisexuality as a sexual orientation, but more about a preference. Just like me, a gay black Latino man will not date a bisexual transgender woman. Why? Because I like men, and I wouldn't date a bisexual right now. Perhaps if I meet the right person and he happens to be bisexual, then I can forget about the whole ordeal. These type of terms are what really are hurting the community. Not everybody who doesn't agree with homosexuality is homophobic. I've known people who don't support gay issues but still wouldn't do anything to stop Congress from passing a bill on gay marriage. However, 
I've met a lot of gay people who claim to be gay, but could give zero fucks about gay issues, and will make anything in their power to dissociate from gay shit, as they will call it. We should really start picking our battles. The LGBT community is falling apart because we are adding more letters to it that we cannot keep up to. Every day there's a new term we need to adopt. Every day there's a new fucking gender. We are blaming each other for the shortcomings of everything and we are making allies or enemies. No, Tumblr snowflakes. Biphobia is a real thing, but not in the way you are trying to twist it into. If nobody's dating you, perhaps it's not because of your sexual orientation or your gender. Maybe it's because you're a shitty person with a pessimistic attitude in life. That, honey, is not fucking sexy. And now it's time for the queer fact. The queer fact of this week, Ireland is about to lock people in jail for trying gay conversion therapy. They're working to approve a bill that will aim to make the practice of performing so-called conversion therapies illegal so they will be fined or even have prison sentences depending on the case. Additionally, it will make removing a person from the state for the purposes of conversion therapy an offense. For those who don't know, conversion therapy means any practice or treatment that aims to change, repress, and or eliminate a person's sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression. This will be the most comprehensive prohibition of conversion therapies in the world. Openly gay senator Fintan Warfield said, It prohibits any person from offering or giving conversion therapy to another person. It also prohibits moving someone out of the state, a young person most likely, for the purposes of conversion therapy. End of quote. By the way, Senator Warfield is super hot. The bill has received cross-party support, while 21 senators have co-signed that bill. From Sinn Féin, Feinheit, Fianna Fáil, Fianna Fáil, The Level Party, Green Party, and Independence. What a great step for Ireland, because conversion therapy is something serious and should not be taken lightly. These kids suffer electronic shocks and other type of torture to make them believe they are not meant to be gay. Hopefully other places in the world start making this type of reforms, because torture is never okay, and you cannot pray the gay away. Oh, at all. If you want to know more about this topic, Bice made a short documentary about it called Living Through Gay Conversion Therapy, and it's available on YouTube. And now it's time for the gag of the week. This week's gag is Google Assistant. Google is developing a new voice assistant that will keep track of your schedule, your needs, and even make phone calls for you. But the gag is Google doesn't sound robotic anymore. It's realistic as fuck. Listen to this. So what you're gonna hear 
is the Google Assistant actually calling a real salon to schedule the appointment for you. Let's listen. haircut for a client. Um, I'm looking for something on May 3rd. Sure, give me one second. Mm-hmm. Sure, what time are you looking for around? At 12 p.m. We do not have a 12 p.m. available. The closest we have to that is a 1.15. Do you have anything between 10 a.m. and uh, 12 p.m.? Depending on what service she would like, what service is she looking for? Just a woman's haircut for now. Okay, we have a 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. is fine. Okay, what's her first name? The first name is Lisa. Okay, perfect. So I will see Lisa at 10 o'clock on May 3rd. Okay, great. Thanks. Great. Have a great day. Bye. This is so scary guys, it seems like a good idea because who wouldn't want to have an assistant but how long until it falls into the hands of your stalker and he knows where you're going to go, where you're going to do and what you like 24-7. A minute of silence for personal assistance, their time is up, just around the corner. And the word of the day is woke. This is the word of 2017 and it needs to stop right now. Being woke means to finally realize something so true and so factual that sometimes we ignore. But when you are woke, you are empowered and have new energy around you. Bullshit. Being woke is a trendy thing that happens every time something horrible or exciting occurs and people like to act like they are the realest. But once they land from that cloud they were on before, it all goes back to what it was and they make the same mistakes from before. I'm not trying to say people are wrong for trying to grow and evolve, but people thought Kanye was woke and somehow he has managed to prove them wrong. And this is the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WallyFox underscore. That's Wally F-O-X-X underscore. I will be here next week for a new episode of Queer As Pop. Until then, I hope you have a popping week. <laughs>